In this podcast, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the thing about nomad life is the moving around is punctuated by these periods of, uh, of just hanging out for a while. And I want to explore that a little bit in podcast 1123, the Bob Davis Podcasts, not another podcast about Quartzsite, Arizona. Well, December is usually a month where I start thanking sponsors of the Bob Davis Podcast. And one of the long-term sponsors, of course, is Ryan Plumbing and Heating of St. Paul for Home or Business. You have a lot of systems this time of the year, especially in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Is it time when uh, those systems are really challenged? And this is when, if you haven't been maintaining things, uh, if you haven't really thought about your furnace or uh, heating systems in your business, this is when they're going to break. As Greg Ryan from Ryan Plumbing and Heating said, you really don't want to see what happens to a place where the pipes have burst because the heating system went down and whoever owned it was out of town and didn't realize that something like that could happen. So, yes, heating checks can still be done, although your heat is running, but it's a good idea to have everything checked. When you have plumbing or heating problems or air conditioning problems in the summer, you got to have reliable service. That means Ryan Plumbing and Heating because there are so many systems. A lot of these systems, depending on what your house is or your rental property is or your business is, can be 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, especially when it comes to plumbing in St. Paul, some of these houses are over 100 years old now. So Ryan Plumbing and Heating can help. In St. Paul, call 651-224-4771. In Minneapolis, 612-927-6488. Five generations in St. Paul at that same location. Quality replacement and repair of all plumbing, heating, and air conditioning systems, residential and business. Ryan Plumbing and Heating. Check them out online at ryanplumbing.com. I've gone through quite a few topic ideas for this podcast and rejected them for various reasons. And finally, I just kind of sat down and had a little conversation with myself. Why are you struggling for content? Why are you struggling to have a conversation about something in the podcast? The answer uh, was basically that uh, being stationary for any reason, for good reasons or bad, being stationary is very difficult for me. Uh, I've talked a little bit about how much I like to move, and that means run, travel, uh, or what we call gallivanting around the country. Almost all of us, uh, when we first started the first year, we did that. We just went from coast to coast and border to border and did the whole thing. And then you learn, okay, well, uh, that's very hard on the vehicle, the wear and tear and the fuel costs. You start to say, especially back in 2021 and 22, when fuel prices started to go up significantly, as well as other kinds of prices, you say, okay, well, I got mad and I just decided I'm just going to stay down in Arizona and I'm not going anywhere for a while. And I saved a lot of money. It was good because I wasn't exposing myself to uh, the inflation. Things are mitigating a little bit, but not really now. But now I'm used to coming down and just staying for, well, I'll be here till March. And I'm actually grateful that I am leaving in March. And, And the reason is, I think the first year that I stayed here, I was here till Memorial Day. 
what happens is I start to get uh, I start to get wanderlust, which is uh, based on a German word. I think the German word is wandern. I could be wrong, but it basically means to hike about, to wander about, and to to go. And then you put lust with it, which just means pleasure, and it has other kinds of connotations, which makes it sound weird. But basically, wanderlust and saying, I almost wish I could go now. We moved our campsite. We were over in another location that was very busy. We moved to a much more isolated location, very quiet over here. You can hear the difference in the background versus where we were and where we are now and so that kind of satisfied my wanderlust a little bit to just move and I think when we decided to move it took all of about 15 minutes to just throw everything in the truck and come over to this other location and that kind of satisfied my desire because it got uh, it got very close and if I slow down and I kind of think about what I'm thinking about which actually requires a fair, amount, uh, a fair amount of isolation and solitude to really examine what it is that you're thinking about. I would say that despite all the benefits of not going anywhere, I still prefer to be moving. I still prefer to be headed somewhere. That's when I can find things to talk about. That's when my creative juices are fueled by the history of a place that I'm, I'm traveling through or things that I see, and then I start to think of other things. And this is the whole thing about travel as an educational tool because when you're actually traveling, you're en route, you're going to go to a place. I, you know, my sense is most people who travel internationally and they, and they go to resorts or they go to places across the world, they're in a place for maybe three weeks to a, a month, if that, and then they move on to the next place. So they don't really get this sense of um, being... I feel kind of, even though I'm outside and even though there's a fire every night and all the things, I start to feel kind of trapped. We've talked about the the, the thing is during the summer when we go back up north, sometimes we're with relatives or friends and so you're in a house a lot. And that's almost that's an excruciating experience. Being in a house uh, or, or having to stay in a house is really hard and and i don't stay in the house i don't stay in the cabin when i go to wisconsin i stay down on the flat by the lake with a fire and it and it still uh drives me crazy i don't know what that is i don't know whether i'm running away from something or running to something i think once you get used to doing this once you get used to traveling uh whatever you want to call it i hesitate to use the term nomad life or nomad because it's now become hackneyed. It, it really doesn't describe uh, anything. Uh, in fact, if anything, it evokes a negative image of people in, in cars and vans, whether it's Yuma or California, the deserts in California or Utah or all these places where people traveled or a broken down old, you know, dusty school bus with you know, four kids and three people in there, whatever. I'm sure they're having a great time, but the concept of nomad uh, it conjures a, a, an increasingly negative view. 
And I don't do this to be social necessarily, although I've met and be and become friends with and have really good friends that I'm camping with. I wouldn't trade them for anything. There's that that's not the issue. And we we all talked about how when we got here, we all felt like we were home, and it's true. And it will be our home until at least for me until March, right? This is what you think about when you when you're trying to explore this and and. Uh, the and the reason I'm sort of I'm sort of you know padding about and and kind of talking around the thing in this particular podcast is because I'm still uh, I'm still working on what all this means. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out uh, where we go from here in the fourth year of my so quote unquote nomad travel experience which for me has become very normal. Uh, what is next and, and what do you intend to get out of this? I can't just do this uh, forever and just hang out. That's not me. Uh, yeah, I'm creating content, I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing videos for my YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. And my YouTube videos, they're not, I'm not driving around looking at campsites, uh, which is why I'm calling this uh, not another podcast about Quartzsite. Primarily because uh, this is what everyone's doing. They're all putting up YouTube channels and, uh, you know, talking about Quartzsite, which is just a place. It's just a dusty uh, truck stop town. And over a period of time, tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, and certainly not millions of people uh, come here for various reasons because partially, and I think mainly because this is kind of this little corner of uh, the southwestern United States, that includes the deserts of California, the quartzite area, Yuma, this whole sort of little southwestern corner of Arizona, California, southeastern corner of California, and south, obviously, into Mexico. We're not going to Mexico, but you know what I mean. Uh, it is uh, a place where the weather is almost perfect throughout the winter. And as I've talked about um it, it, this whole region, and not just quartzite, but the whole region stays relatively warm. December is usually the coldest month. I don't think it's going to be that cold this year. We'll see what happens. But because of the uh, El Nino, uh, I think it's probably going to stay fairly temperate even so. It's nothing compared to the winters up north, whether you're from the state of New York or New Hampshire or Maine or the upper Midwest, even the upper Northwest. The winters here don't even compare to uh, the winters up there. So it's uh, if you're from that part of the world, Chicago, whatever, where I'm from, this is like paradise. In the second half of this podcast, I'll explore this internal thinking uh, a little bit more. I want to thank 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis for sponsoring the Bob Davis podcast. For quite a while, 36 Lynn is community involved. They are really working on getting locally sourced products in the store. They're making uh, waves and history in the uh, you know convenience store industry because it's not just a convenience store. They do get a better deal on fuel because they buy their own fuel and therefore they can pass the savings on to customers. So the fuel is always a little cheaper cheaper. So check out 36 Lynn in Minneapolis. If you're in Minneapolis, 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue South, they've got Peace Coffee. They got locally sourced food and other items in the store at 36 Lynn. Check them out online at 36 Lynn. Check out their Instagram feed at 36 Lynn. And thanks again for sponsoring the Bob Davis podcasts. 
I don't know about you, but but when we're doing what we do, we don't usually think about our, what we're thinking about. Um, a lot of what we do on a day to day basis, and I don't care where you are, whether you're here or back home. Uh, most most of what we do is almost uh, you're almost in a in a trance. You know, it becomes uh, uh, subroutines. Uh, or uh, habitual things that we do. We get up every day. We get up on the same side of the bed every day for the most part. We come out. We make coffee. We clean up. We make our beds. We do what we do. We go to work. We spend time at work. Even at work, most of the things we do are habitual. That is, subroutines. We just do them. We're not necessarily mindful of those things. And when you stop traveling... In other words, when we when we light, that's the best way for me to describe it. Like a fly lights for a while, or an insect lights for a while. This is what we do. We stop traveling and we sit and we have dinners and we have fires and we talk and uh, it's a social experience as well as an individual experience. But the same uh, the same routines eventually develop. And I think the reason that I started doing this is I wanted to break all those routines. So obviously, being human, we replace those old routines with new routines, and that makes it a little easier. So one of the examples of how that can be a negative thing is when you first start to travel again after you have been lighted, so to speak, you make mistakes because you forgot. And the reason you forgot is you're basically operating on on the the habits, the subroutines that you put in place when you were stationary. And you're not you don't have your travel legs under you. So it's when when you have to when you have to pay the most attention is when you first start to travel again after a long period of um, stationary living. And I'm 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 becoming more and more intrigued about why I feel this literal wanderlust, the it, the idea of just simply traveling to travel, not really going anywhere, not really planning to go anywhere. Obviously, I have a plan to go to uh, Florida for my niece's wedding, and I'll I'll do that, and I'm super excited about it. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I'll see family and so forth, and I'll also probably go to Virginia because I have some other things I have to do. But other than that, there's really no objective. So it's uh, I'm going to leave with plenty of time to sort of meander and plenty of time to sort of meander back up to Wisconsin for, for the summer. So the meandering is, is really the wandering, the hiking about. And that is kind of the juice where you're really, you're traveling, you're moving in a, in a, in a direction and you're seeing things. And what I'm doing now is just searching for routes and directions and places that I haven't been. And, and, and I wonder where that comes from, that desire to travel. Certainly, um, I experienced it when I was a kid with my family. We would go to uh, Florida every year and we, we did a lot of traveling around the Midwest we did a lot of day trips as well because my parents were into things like history. We'd go to places. We'd go to the Indiana Dunes. I lived in Chicago. We'd go to what was called Starved Rock. We'd go to Galena because she loved to go to Galena, Illinois. And we would go to Florida every year and we'd travel through the south, but all, almost always on the freeway. Although at that time, there were still back road routes that you had to take. And that experience for me at that time 
even though it wasn't uh, uh, an individual experience, that experience for me was really uh, seminal. That was really a, a special experience for me, and I loved it. And I, uh, I always enjoyed the traveling and, and being in another place for a week or so and then traveling back. So the traveling was what it was all about. And today, it's kind of the same thing. I have trouble just sitting in one place because uh, I have to go back to really thinking about what I'm thinking about in order to really develop content. Finally, yes, I'm in Quartzsite, and this is not a podcast about Quartzsite, but I will say that one of the things that that you'll find is increasingly almost everybody out here has uh, started some kind of a YouTube channel. Uh, most of them not audio podcasts, but they have YouTube channels. And there's a little media ecosystem that has formed among so-called nomads to try to get companies to send them batteries and tents or things that you know, they can have or use, and then they can talk about it in their video channels. And then, of course, there's a lot of crosstalk about other people's video channels, uh, and it gets to be a bit tedious. Because what else is there to talk about? If this is what you're doing and you're coming here, then you do a video when you got here, and then you do videos about stuff going on, and then you do videos about your neighbors, and then you start bitching and moaning about stuff. I don't want to do that. That's not what travel and it's not what this uh, podcast is about and it's not uh, what my YouTube channel is about because when I travel I will go other places I'll make videos and I will talk about other places and I might talk about history as I did with the whole uh, Oklahoma thing uh, I might talk about things happening to me I might talk to somebody in a particular location I'm not limited to this to talk about this. I'm not limited to topics about this to talk about this. Because when you do what everyone else does, you're not exploring the, uh, the inner workings of your own mind. You're not plumbing the depths for something to share. And why would you do this otherwise? Why would it not be a, 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 a basically a tool for self-discovery, but also a tool for finding new things to talk about that you didn't know that you you didn't know that you had uh, those kinds of thoughts because you're not monitoring, you're not active, you're not using essentially active imagination to really figure out what you're talking about. And I I will just add this: most people, I didn't do it that much until uh, until I started podcasting. And it got to the point where I had to go out. I lived uh, by a park in uh, in Minneapolis, and I would go sit on a hill in the park, and I would actively monitor what I was thinking about. Most of us don't do that, and I don't do it all the time either. You don't really think about what you're thinking about. And when you do, it can be really eye-opening and and then you start to think okay so what's really the what's the reason i'm i'm upset or what's the reason and and the impetus for this podcast was and is uh not so much about quartzite but why do i have such a problem being still sitting and not going anywhere and i'm not so sure it's a negative uh i think part of the wonder of 
the nomad life, whether you are on a boat or you're flying to various places around the world or you're traveling for work or you're quote unquote uh, in a trailer or something or some kind of rig doing the the thing out here you know there's other places in the united states and there's other places to visit and go and they're not national parks uh that's the other thing that kind of drives me crazy is that what i see is people that they don't know what to do so they just go to national you know i'm going to go to all the national parks you know there's plenty of national parks uh, national forests and places to go and they're really cool and i love them and i like to discover them as i go but i'm really interested in how people live and i'm interested in the in the in the tenor of the feeling or the vibe in a place that i go but here's the thing what am i thinking about and why why do i feel restless where am i going to go uh to do, will the feeling of restlessness ever ease have i always been restless you know I, I, one of the things about my radio years is you go someplace and you get a job and you work there. And the, 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 the sort of the, the visual of the radio gypsy is the guy that works in, you know, Laurel, Maryland and Annapolis, Maryland and Virginia and Washington State and California and all these different places and just moving around all the time. And you end up divorced and you can't have a family. <laughs> that's the whole the whole radio gypsy syndrome and if you remember the howard stern movie you know he he talked about how he didn't want to be a, a radio gypsy and he was trying to figure out how not to do that pretty uh prescient for for a, a young radio guy not to want to do that and i i guess i i was able to work for a long time in one place and so i had a life that was a little bit more settled but you know you worked in one place you stayed in one place and you had a job at that place and you did the thing whatever that was so radio people kind of have almost a blue collar existence because we don't get paid a ton but we get to work and be in a town and have an almost quote unquote normal life well what part of the entertainment business did you think was going to be normal and the same uh question would be extended to nomad life what part of nomad life did you think was going to be normal because this isn't normal. What we're doing now isn't necessarily normal. Uh, I think that the Wanderlust uh, partially is tied to the, the the experience of traveling around and uh, f getting to know a new place was very exciting to me as a market. So we, I always, I took an, a, a, a sort of an overview of a market, and then that coupled with the travel as a kid and the traveling around for work finally caused me to just say well why am i coming home what is home what is the what does home mean to you what does the word home mean uh what is the word coming home mean when the four walls inside this ambulance really is home so i guess i would say that i feel a little bit better because i've explored that idea of why i feel restless a little bit uh i'm not so sure i've eased the restlessness in this podcast either but it's interesting to share and when i say it's not a podcast about quartzite i mean 
I'm not going to make my life story Quartzite. I'm not going to do 100 videos from Quartzite and walk around and go to the Tent City or all the things. There's plenty of those things to watch. What interests me is the internal processes of the traveler, whatever you want to call the traveler, gypsy, nomad, whatever it is. Whether it is a digital nomad that flies to Fiji and works on a project or goes to uh, Peru for six months or three months or whatever or goes to Ames Iowa for three months uh, we're all we're travelers and in a sense I guess you could say we're all travelers because we're traveling through time and space we're traveling through time we live a life that travels through time and it comes to an end at some point and you gather whatever lessons uh, you gather from that time so we are travelers in time but some of us are also travelers in space as well as time and it's very interesting to me the response that it generates with people because maybe the desire to live in one place in some ways and i'm not passing a negative judgment on people who live back in the world because they're trying to establish a life i'm not the guy telling people that this is way you should be i don't know that i would foist this life on anyone and i respect people who say you know i'm putting down roots i'm part of a community i'm working on building and being part of a community whether it's chicago or ames iowa or whatever you know uh, and i i'm not going to have somebody tell me i'm doing the wrong thing and I wouldn't because uh, I don't know that uh, that this is a life that I would foist on anyone unless they had the chops for it. But maybe the misunderstanding or the confusion or the concern or the fear about people who travel all the time has to do with compensating for... Uh, literally traveling through time so you start out as a baby and you grow up with your parents you become an adolescent you break away you become an, a young adult you you work on and stumble through establishing uh, uh, yourself you eventually uh, if you're lucky uh, you you have your own family you have a mate and you live in a town and when somebody comes along and challenges that and says, hey, you should come out here and just be a crazy person in the desert or in the forest or wherever it is that we are, then the reaction can be viscerally negative because, hey, I've invested in this place. This is what I'm starting a business. I'm doing this. I'm working here. And you know what? I'm not going to say that that's a negative thing. I think that's a beautiful thing if you can do it. But some of us essentially recognize all of the things that you, you we do i shouldn't say you but the things that we do when we live back in the world maybe they're compensating for the fact that we are traveling through time and we are going to get old and we are going to move into another dimension at some point we're going to die and we don't really want to think about that so we we build all these things in a way to amuse ourselves whereas uh, uh, we amuse ourselves those of us who are wandering we amuse ourselves by wandering and i think the not wandering for me maybe is a reaction to that realization that you're moving through time you're changing you're getting older you're whatever you meaning the royal you a person is getting older and experiencing life in a different way uh, and so when you're traveling you can forget that a little bit maybe that's the essence of wanderlust 
Big shout out to GardenGurusMN.com. These are the people with the Christmas pots. It's getting close to Christmas. You want a little color. These are large pots with colorful plants in them that they will bring to you. They're beautiful and they'll add a lot of color uh, at Christmas uh, for people. If you're interested in Garden Gurus MN, check them out. They're also the people that can help you with your garden next year in the backyard. And thank you for uh, sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcasts. Details about them coming up. Now, the one thing I didn't do in this podcast is thank people. I have a number of people to thank, so I'll hit that in the next podcast. And thank you for listening to the Bob Davis Podcast, the audio podcast at iTunes and Spotify and off the page at the bobdavispodcast.com uh, audible google podcasts wherever you get your podcast that's where you can generally find the bob davis podcasts also i have a youtube channel now a lot of people do their podcast they just post it on youtube i don't believe in that i do separate content on the same subject after i've done the audio podcast I do separate content on the same subject within about 24 hours uh, for the YouTube channel. And I think what's interesting about that is I've already done the podcast. These are really off the top of my head, so they're self-exploratory. And after I've done a podcast, I've had a chance to think about it, which means uh, when I do the YouTube video, there's usually some additional observations, and it's a little bit different uh, medium. And that's the Bob Davis Podcast at YouTube. So thanks for checking them out. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and all the things at thebobdavispodcast.com. Thanks for listening to Podcast 1123, not a podcast about courtside. The Bob Davis Podcasts. <gasps> Boop.